0: It's the
1: Ultra Keeper, Keeper Fantasy Football, Football League,
0: the, the podcast. podcast. With the commission, Nick Fondo, and four-time UFFL champion, Corey Duga. We are recording a podcast that is going to be canceled due to coronavirus and due to Hurricane Delta, but here we are. Recording our fifth episode. We
1: made it. You uh, you wanted it You wanted it to be canceled so bad. You couldn't wait for this thing to be canceled. I, for one,
0: want this to live forever.
1: Oh, man. So, uh, week four of the NFL season is over. Week four of the fantasy season is over. And uh, for the first week... What a shit show. You and I you and I both have losses. Um I actually went and 6 in all of my leagues. I didn't win a single I didn't win a single game in all six leagues. Like if you're in six leagues, you think you could like luck into a win. I didn't even get a win. So this was a really bad week for me in fantasy and I lost my game. You lost your game. So the first time in the history of the podcast two losers doing a, an episode of the UFFL podcast.
0: What really hurt me in a lot of my leagues is the extra bye week for the Titans, Steelers. Um, I put a lot of thought into drafting certain players, and I usually try to go for late late season bye weeks, and that reared its ugly head on me where I had severe um, running back issues, wide receiver issues.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't put any stock into the uh, into that, but. You know, I know that you do, and I mean, it affected a couple of leagues. I had Derek Henry in a league, and I had uh, I had a couple of Steelers, not not anybody significant. I had this defense in one league, I had a kicker in the other league. I was able to just replace them. I had I do have with Derek Henry in one league, but that wasn't the reason why I lost. My teams are just terrible, and and my team in uh my team in our league played Eric last week, and uh, it wasn't even a game really. So Eric beats me one hundred three to eighty nine, and I just never felt I like I, like I was in it. And this was a weird weekend because my daughter, my daughter softball team was playing on Sunday, and normally they get knocked out right away in the tournament, like they're one and done on Sunday. And uh, for whatever reason, they decided to win a few games. So uh, I missed a lot of the noon games. I was trying to watch a little bit of the Saints game on my phone and you know how that goes sometimes with service and connection in and out and so i kind of gave up on it i was following my teams and the service is real bad in the park and all that stuff but um so i i wasn't really following it as closely as i do not saying i could have wheeled my team to victory here but uh i will say one interesting interesting thing about my game was that was the chiefs and patriots being um off and then on and then off and then back on and then they were <laughs>
0: it's kind of like this podcast. That's not we're true. We're on, we're off, we're on, we're back off. That's
1: not true at all. <laughs> That's not true. We we're all in. Both of us are all in. But whenever when I woke up Sunday morning, the game was off. They, like they they were they were they were postponing it and they weren't playing it this week. And so I moved all of my Chiefs out of my lineup and then Later on in the day, like right before the game, right before the noon kickoff started, they announced that they were going to play on Tuesday. So then I moved all my Chiefs back into my lineup, and Eric didn't. Eric didn't move uh, Patrick Mahomes back into his lineup, and he started Baker Mayfield. Didn't matter. He didn't need Mahomes. He crushed my face starting Baker Mayfield. And I, at first, whenever I found out the Chiefs weren't going to play, I was excited because I, I was like, oh great, I don't have to play Pat Mahomes or sorry Patrick Mahomes. But then. I got into a situation where I realized I have a ton of Chiefs on my teams too. I have Edward Solaire and Tyree Kill, so I moved them all in, and it didn't matter. I, I think I could have had Barry Sanders and Steve Young and and the old my old my first fantasy team from uh, nineteen ninety eight, and I still wouldn't have uh, been able to beat Eric's team this week.
0: I didn't realize he left Baker Mayfield in. That's that's cold blooded, man. Cold blooded. Melvin Gordon went off. Melvin Gordon hasn't done much, and he had just traded for Melvin Gordon, too. And so to start him and for Melvin to have a good game, yeah, it
1: sucks. Yeah, Melvin Gordon had a garbage touchdown at the end of that game. Like you said, he hadn't done much all year, and he decides to go off on me. So, I mean, whatever. I I scored 89 points. To me, if you can't get 100 points, you don't really deserve to win. So, uh, you know, 103 to 89 is the final. Eric got to 100. I did it. I mean, I should be able to to get to 105 points. But, I mean, my team is just – I don't know. I mean, it's it's in that second tier. There's there's three tiers of teams. My team's in that second tier. I'm going to be fighting for the playoffs. I'll be lucky to get in. and If I get in, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm not entirely confident in, in what my team has to
0: offer. Yeah, at least you didn't start Brandon Cooks. I think it's time for you to open up that roster spot. I'm dropping him in almost every league I'm in. He's just not worth keeping. I'd rather find some scrub that could at least be serviceable.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna talk about uh who I'm starting in place of Kenny Galladay, who's on bye this week. I I was considering Brandon Cooks, but it's not gonna be him, it's gonna be someone else. We'll talk about that when we get to next week's games. Let's move on to your game. Uh you versus Derek. Must mustache ride versus big D. Uh Derek beat you 124 to 113 And aside from Mike's team, who we'll get to later, uh Derek was the only other team that would have beat you. So you've fallen into that. Into that spot where your team performs well enough to beat just about every team, but you're playing the one of the teams that's going to beat you. Uh, we call that getting derrick in in Derek's league. That tends to happen when I play in Derek's fantasy league. That tends to happen to Derek every single year, every single week. So you got Derrick'd uh, this week by playing Derek, and Derek beats you one twenty four to one thirteen.
0: Calvin Ridley was non existent. Uh, what happened there? Uh, what was up with that? I have no idea. He was just. He was targeted, I think, once or twice. One was thrown to him in the end zone. He dropped it. He was questionable leading up to the game. I was going back and forth whether I was going to start him. Debo Samuel, I was kind of iffy on him. And I just wasn't confident with my receivers to start anybody over Ridley. If he was, I figured if he was going to play, then you have to start him. And he gave me a big old goose egg. And just 10 points would have been nice. Out of him, that would have at least put it a one a one point game between the two of us. In Derek's team, Dak Prescott went off, and so did Joe Mixon. Those two players single-handedly outperformed themselves. Dak's been putting up ridiculous numbers, but that is a Drew. That he's like Drew Brees. Whenever Drew Brees and the Saints were eight and eight and seven and nine, when Drew Brees was throwing for you know six thousand yards in a season, and they had a horrible team, they're just playing from behind or just they. They have to constantly try to score. And that's what Dak is doing. Dak is just putting up just amazing numbers. And Derek is taking advantage of it. I'm not freaking out yet. But I kind of am.
1: Dak Prescott is such an interesting player to, to talk about. And we can talk about him a little bit. Because he he's in a contract year. Everybody knows it's a highly uh, publicized and profile contract situation with the Cowboys. Seems like he's kind of playing above what we have uh, have known Dak Prescott to play right now. He's playing way better than what he's ever played. But with that comes the conundrum that you uh, just mentioned, is the fact that they're always playing from behind. So his numbers look a little elevated than what they would normally be. And at the end of the day, he's still not getting it done. Like they're still not winning these games. So uh, he's he's a very interesting player. I think he's a must start fantasy wise. I think you know um, he puts up forty five. That's probably not normal, but I think upper twenties, lower thirties is normal for Dak Prescott, and right now he's he's in that must start category of quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, his first week he's picked up nineteen point six, and then the next week, week two against Atlanta, he put up almost forty two points. Then against Seattle, he put up. Almost thirty-three and a half points, and then with Cleveland, he put up forty-five point two. I mean, the last three weeks, he's just been putting up, like you said, that 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 twenty point where he, the twenty point number where he should be hitting, he's doubling that. The last three weeks, that is just an amazing number from a player, like you said, in his contract year.
1: Let's go to what ended up being, uh, I guess, the game of the week, even though it was a a, a horrendously low-scoring game. Oh. Uh, between Aaron and Chuck, 78.5 to 77.9. Aaron beats Chuck by less than a point. Yeah. These two teams, I just, you know, they couldn't get anything going. Uh, Aaron did get the uh, passing touchdown from Jarvis Landry that that he got. But but other than that, man, I mean, you're looking at this these rosters and you're starting Russell Gage and TJ Hawkinson, who did have a touchdown against the Saints. Yeah. Uh, and uh ty mclaurin who had a pretty good game but still like ah, terry mclaurin i'm sorry terry what's his name
0: scary terry
1: you're the you're the you're the king of Butchering misspelled names. and mispronounced name yeah
0: terry, terry mclaurin, terry McLaurin.
1: from now on <laughs> terry mclaurin uh had 11.8 so i mean these players are just i don't know these are two very average teams and Neither one of them got to 100. Neither one of them got to 90. Neither one of them even got to 80. 78.5 to 77.9. That's just, that's just brutal.
0: This is a, a – both of these teams is somebody you wish you would play on a bad week. And that's just – this is an embarrassing showing for both teams. And looking at, <laughs> and, and looking at Aaron's team, to start, to start Daryl Henderson over Chris Carson – is shocking to me. I mean, you have he's your best player, your best running back. I mean, th- to have – you have to start Ezekiel Elliott and Chris Carson every week. And yes. that is a type of play that you would lose to. If I was playing him, that would I mean, of course, he would have lost. But that's one of the things, like, yep, that's why he lost. He made a dumb move, but he won, which is really embarrassing. So I don't know. And well, and
1: that sucks – and that sucks for us in the league that's, that are going to be fighting him for playoff spot is because this is a game that he should have lost. Like you make that move, you start, you don't start Chris Carson. You leave him on your bench. You only, your team only scores 78.5. You're supposed to lose that game. Instead, he goes up against Chuck who scores 77.9 and he wins the game. So that's, that's a win that he shouldn't have even gotten. And yet he's going to sit here and, and have that win. And now we're looking at the, Uh, at the standings and he is right up there at three and one. So he's going to gloat about winning.
0: He's going to gloat about not (laughs) listening to the podcast. He's just going to gloat. I mean, I I don't, I don't get it. I don't get how you can score 78 points, be a three and one team. And here I am putting up well over a, a steady over 110 points a week. And I'm sitting two and two. It's just, that's just how things go.
1: Let's move on from this game because yeah, I, I, I don't I don't I don't want to look at that score anymore. It's just it's it's hurting my brain. It's giving me cancer, and I just I need to move on from uh from One, another thing, 5 Chuck, to seventy seven point nine.
0: Chuck started. He, Chuck did not start. Kareem Hunt, by the way, which was another surprising move. You have to start. You mentioned that in, in the previous podcast. You have to start Hunt and you have to start Chubb. Those guys are are equally holding I, up. It's it's like the old Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram duo uh, from a couple of years ago. You have to start those guys every week. And, 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 and I
1: agree with you. I agree with you. I just, I don't know who he benches besides Drake and uh, between Drake and Sanders. I mean, he has Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders. Those are two top 10 players. That's his first round pick and his keeper. I mean, I don't, I agree with you. He's got to figure out a way to start hunt, but I just don't know who you would bench in that trio, I would be trying to move one of those guys. I would be trying to get something for him because I think each one of those guys is going to is gonna get you a lot in the trade, a high draft pick or a lot of players. So I don't know. I, if he's not going to start Hunt, i definitely try to trade him because I know a guy uh, that might want Kareem Hunt, and his name rhymes with Nick. So I'm just saying if he wanted to trade him, I know a guy that his name rhymes with Nick. It's not Nick, but it rhymes with Nick that would be very interested in Kareem Hunt. Move on. We're moving on to Mike and Dice. Mike the puts up one fifty one. That is the highest total of the season so far for any team, I believe. He uh, puts up one fifty one and wastes it on Ryan Dice's team, who puts up eighty two. So he nearly doubled uh, Ryan Dice's season output. <laughs> Not season output, but week output: one fifty one to eighty two. Uh, second week, second win in a row for Mike maybe he's turning his season around maybe he's got something going he's sitting there at 2 and 2 and uh, with two consecutive wins and right now it's uh it's looking like Ryan Dice's team is just in the in the shitter like just completely done
0: yeah Ryan Dice has one less loss than me which is shocking i'm proud of mike for 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 establishing his his rank in this league it's about time patani showed up he's had two very easy uh, matchups the last two weeks so that could be a that could just be because he had two easy guys or he's paying attention i don't know
1: at this point dice and zane are vanderbilt if you're in the sec <laughs> when you play vanderbilt you have to beat vanderbilt like you can't lose to vanderbilt like you you got you got alabama and auburn and florida coming up you have to beat vanderbilt and that's what that's what dice is and that's what mike did mike went in and and, and beat vanderbilt so that is good to go speaking of zane uh, he gets beat by chris 96 92 uh, Zane puts up 92 points. That's kind of high for him. Chris puts up 96. I had Chris in that upper echelon of teams and he picks up a win very similar to what Aaron did, you know, a, a game that he might've lost A game that if he's playing one of these teams that puts up hundred to me, if you can't put up a hundred, you know, that's, that's probably a game that you're going to lose. And yet he wins with 96. So that's a, that's another win that should have been a loss. That's another team that wins a game when we're going to be fighting, for these playoff spots here at the end of the year, a team that wins a game that he probably should have lost.
0: I was looking at the scores here. One interesting uh, stat line that I thought was kind of shocking is Michael Gallup is some would argue number, the number two, maybe number three in the Cowboys um, wide receiver depth chart. Good. He said one good game and that was with Seattle. So you can look back at that and see Zane starting a wide receiver. Who's, maybe got hot once where you've got DJ Moore. I mean DJ Moore has to be your starting and your starting lineup every week.
1: <laughs> yeah, Zane said he uh he enjoyed getting ribbed by us uh in the last podcast. So uh we're not going to spend too much time on Zane. I think at this point last week we said enough about Zane. At Owen 3, his team was toast at Owen 4. I mean Bury him. Bury him with a shovel, and then bury the shovel. Like it's over. Like there's no, there's no coming back from zero four, especially with a team that, uh, that's this poor. Um, Austin Eckler is going to be out, I believe, for four to six weeks, and he's on Chris's team, so he'll have to start DeAndre Swift, who had a good game, eleven point two. He did play uh, the Saints, whose defense is not that great, but he did, uh, he did get uh, a pretty good game. So DeAndre Swift moves into Austin Eckler spot. I don't really. Care for Austin Eckler? He's not really one of these guys that I feel like is a big loss. So uh, Chris moves on, and he is—he's uh, at the top of the standings right now. Uh, if we go to the standings, Chris is three and one with five hundred points. Derek is three and one with four eighty nine, and Aaron is three and one with three eighty two. He hasn't even broken uh, four hundred points, and he's three and one. So there's there you go with Aaron. Uh, starting with the two and two teams. Uh, your team, Corey, you are two and two with 525 points. Mike is two and two with 438 points. Eric, two and two with 431 points. I am two and two with 415 points. And Chuck is two and two with 394 points. One and three, Mike, uh, I'm sorry, Ryan is number nine at one and three. With 367 points. And Zane, 0-4, 340 points. He has the worst record and the fewest points in the league. He is Dunsville. It's over. Start selling your players. Start getting draft picks for next year. It's over for Zane.
0: One thing I want to point out in the standings is Chris has 500 points. Him and I are by far the highest scoring teams in the league. And if you also look at points against, we've had the most points scored against us out of anybody in the league. It hasn't been easy on us. Um, our teams that we're playing, and that includes us playing playing each other once, is we've we've been playing some stiff opponents. Everyone's having good weeks against us. He's, you know, he has one more win than me on it. So you know, props to Chris, who's um who's weathering the storm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I said it last week. I'll say it again. I still think Chris has a top tier team. I think it's your team, Derek's team, and Chris's team is in the top tier, and then I think the second tier is. Uh, Me, Aaron and Zane. Maybe Mike moves into that second tier. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not quite prepared to put him in there just yet, Um, but he did have a good performance last week. So it could be uh, me, Aaron, Mike and Eric in that second tier. And then the bottom tier is, well, uh, Chuck's kind of in maybe a third tier on his own. Like he's just Chuck's a nothing. And then the bottom tier is Ryan and Zane. So Ryan and Zane are definitely the bottom-tier teams all alone. Chuck is a nothing. He's not bottom-tier. He's not top-tier. He's not middle-tier. And then the middle-tier and then the the upper-tier of your team, Derek's team, and Chris's team. I think those are the top three teams in the league. All
0: right, so in week four in the game between Chuck and Aaron, I picked Chuck. You picked Aaron. So I got that one right. The game between Mike and Ryan, you but you didn't. Aaron won. Aaron won.
1: You did not get that right. Aaron won.
0: Where's that at? Oh yeah, Aaron did. You said you you're you said right.
1: you're trying to cheat. You're Right.
0: You're right. Sorry. You're right. I had it wrong. The next game. You try to cheat. That's why I got I got to I got to stay on your ass because you between Mike and Ryan, you picked Ryan dice. I picked Mike. Why did I do?
1: That, that was the mistake. That was uh, a <laughs> check that. I don't know if I did that. I, I, I don't check the tape on that. I don't know if I did. Oh,
0: it's on there. The <laughs> game between Chris Gallo versus the ex-Canet employee Zane. We both picked Chris, so we got that one correct. So right now it's still a wash. And then we both picked Nick's team to win, so we got that one wrong. And then we both picked. Um, I think <laughs> big, I, big dumb idiot. I think you picked. I think you picked me, because you liked you liked Aaron Jones and Ridley going against each other.
1: So you ended up
0: with you ended up on a plus one. No, yeah, you ended up on a plus one. Yep. So, so you picked me, which means that we washed out this week. We both picked, one opposite each other, and we both got it wrong. So I still have a two game, two game lead on you. Wow We suck at this We are just awful I don't know if it's us that's awful Or just these teams are awful They were having a pick
1: It's time for the UFFL Picks of the Week All right, let's move on to next week's games and preview the five matchups for the week. The first one we'll get to is Chuck versus Ryan Dice. Chuck is a three-point favorite. Uh, I'm not picking Ryan anymore. I, I, I did it the one week. I, I can't. I don't think I'm going to be doing it too much. Uh, I think I'm just going to pick Chuck. So Chuck's uh, Chuck moves to three and two.
0: Yeah, I mean we know where I'm. I don't have to pick this game. Chuck.
1: Chuck's going to win. Should we just just automatically pick against Dice's team every week? Like, no matter what, no analysis, no anything, we just move on?
0: I think I've pretty much established that since since week one.
1: (laughs) Well, let's do that again with the second uh, game. We'll go to uh, Corey versus Zane. Uh, You are a a 20-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah. That has to be... That has to be the biggest uh, margin of spread, favorite, or whatever so far this season. Uh, I'm not picking Zane's team. I'm picking your team to win.
0: Yeah, my Aaron Jones is on a bye week. Christian McCaffrey is still injured. So I was kind of freaking out for who am I going to start for running back. And then you look across and see my opponent. It's like, okay, this is a good bye week to have. I'm not really stressing out about anything. Just setting my lineup. And and just watching it happen. I can put up, I can put up, we'll I could put up eighty five points and still win this game.
1: <laughs> You're probably not wrong. Um, moving on to my game. Oh wait, wait is Aaron Aaron's playing Ryan this yeah, week? Yeah, I,
0: I wasn't gonna call you out, but I was like, okay, where's that matchup? I didn't see their matchup so we can re- we can do that one over again and you can put it
1: it doesn't matter i'm it doesn't we don't have to redo it i'm we don't have to edit it don't edit it leave it in because i'm picking aaron to win to beat dice it doesn't matter who dice plays right like the opponent is inconsequential
0: yeah
1: Aaron's gonna beat him so it's over so we're moving on I, the only reason why i knew that because i was moving on to my game which is me versus chuck um i look like i am an eight point favorite and uh, I like I kind of like my team. Um, So I am going to bench uh, Kenny Galladay, who's on bye, and I'm going to play Traquan Smith, who had a good game. Uh, You know, he didn't have – his numbers weren't that flashy. He just had two touchdowns, so he had a pretty good game. But I like – I do like what the offense looked – the Saints' offense looked last week, and I do like the fact that he plays on Monday. I love playing Monday night guys, and Traquan's playing Monday. So I am going to start him in place, and I'm still – uh favored to be Chuck by eight points so I'm picking my team.
0: I think the one thing that may hurt you is if Michael Thomas does come back um and then a healthy if Jerry Cook comes back, Traquan Smith kind of falls behind on in the depth chart as far as targets to breeze, unless they figured out some sort of chemistry where he's gonna be involved more. But the more healthy the Saints get on offense with cook and thomas coming back the more um the balls have to be spread around so um hopefully hopefully that's a um a good start for you
1: yeah if michael thomas comes back i won't be mad about that because i mean that means that he's back and he's gonna be playing for the saints and he should have a big game it'll be monday night his comeback game he should have a big game if he doesn't come back i won't be mad about that either because then i'll be able to start Traquan. so it's kind of a win-win for me as long as the saints win I'm good. Like, everybody was asking me in the leagues, like, oh, you're 0-6. Like I got to tell people I was 0-6. Like, man, how would you finish 0-6? I was like, I don't care. The Saints won. Like, the Saints winning is paramount to anything that has to do with fantasy. So, mm-hmm. the Saints getting a win is good. Me being 0-6 is bad, but I do plan to uh, to bounce back and beat Chug this week to to get back on a winning track. Um, the final game for game of the week is Mike versus Chris. Uh, could be the game of the week, potentially, except uh, I don't know what Chris is doing here. But he's a 25-point underdog to Mike's team. Uh, I guess Mike's players are just projecting a a hell of a lot of points. Dalvin Cook with 16. Um, What's this guy's name? Antonio Gibson?
0: He's got Eckler um, in his lineup who's doubtful, and he's got a kicker on bye. So if he puts somebody in, anybody in, it's going to be. Okay, so look,
1: look at this. So so Eckler so Eckler's on Eckler's hurt and his backup DeAndre Swift is on bye
0: yeah
1: and that's it and and, and his other backup is Adrian Peterson who oh is who plays for the Lions also so he has no running backs on his bench right now so he's gonna have to make a move and, and get a running back
0: yeah and seeing that you, he'd be you, a perfect trade want to p- go to the waiver wire and snatch up a a just the best available running back just to <laughs> hold it from him so that he gets a loss in fact I may do that. As we're as we're recording this podcast,
1: yeah, yeah. Full disclosure: we're recording on Wednesday. We normally record on Tuesday, which is before um, the waiver priority has has hit. But now we're recording on Wednesday, so waivers has already passed. So now you can just pick up whoever you want. So you should just pick up a bunch of guys, like pick them up and drop, pick up, drop, pick up, drop. So you wouldn't have an opportunity to pick them <laughs> up. That'd be a real dig move. That'd also be a real got thing to do. Uh, I'm gonna pick Mike just because I don't the uncertainty of what's going on there. That Austin Eckler spot, I. I don't know if I could pick Chris, so I'm going to go ahead and pick Mike in this one.
0: Yeah, I'll pick Mike as well. I don't think that anybody he would pick up to fill in the running back position. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty sparse out there. So I would I would definitely agree. I would I'll I'll go with Mike this week.
1: All right, finally, game of the week: Derek taking on Eric. Derek, a six and a half point favorite, Eric moves Mahomes back into his starting spot Derek's team I I, I think is really good if he gets Michael Thomas back it makes his team even better and even scarier and he's one of the top teams already I am going to pick Eric however because I feel like Patrick Mahomes is is going to come back from his game he did score 24 points last week but he's used to scoring 30 and 40, and I don't think he was happy with his performance against the Patriots. I know it was a weird week where they had to move their things around and play on Monday and all that stuff. So now he's going to settle in playing against the Raiders. I think he's going to put up big numbers, and I think Eric's going to win.
0: I'm going to go with Derek this week. I'm not too sold on Melvin Gordon. He's got James Conner on his bench. Maybe he moves up. I'd be more, I'd be happier with that. But I'm going to go with Derek just looking at his roster. I think it's more consistent.
1: Derek's team is scary. Like I'm not, I'm not looking forward to seeing that team.
0: And now it's time for deep thoughts with Nick Fonteno. Dude, this podcast is rolling. Yeah, we're we're rolling, making up dude, from this thing. last one that was almost an hour. Do you have a topic? It doesn't even have to be football. Related. Well, I
1: mean, if I. Yeah, I know. I don't. I. I you know. I just. This, this is don't have your anything, segment, really. I just, What's bothering Nick? If I do deep thoughts when the Saints lose every week, and then when they finally win, I mean, I kind of got to do my deep thoughts there too. Now, I. I admit, I didn't watch a lot of the game. I watched a little bit of it uh, on my phone. I was trying to watch it while I was at the softball game, and I wasn't really getting good reception and and all that. And then when I got home, I watched the the highlight package on YouTube. NFL puts out the highlights for every game. It's like like a ten or twelve minute highlight. So I watched that. So I got to see all the good stuff that happened in the game. Um, you know, I don't know how much that tells us about where the Saints are. I don't know if all the problems are if all the problems are fixed. I will say that Drew Brees looked really good. Um, for the first time this year, I mean, he, even though they beat the they beat the Bucks, he didn't look good in that game. He didn't look good in any of the three games. Uh, Drew Brees looked good. Uh, the defense, considering they were missing both starting cornerbacks, I feel like they did okay. But you know, I just I still think it's an eight and eight team. I, I just I just think that that's where they are. You know, I know Alvin Kamara is playing out of his mind, and the Saints are getting penalized more than any team. I think in the history of football, like they're just the, the refs are just out for him right now. And the saints are, I think it's a combination of uh, the league maybe out to get them. And it's a combination of the saints just being undisciplined. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Like they're just, they're not, they're not well coached right now. And I feel like Sean Payton's regressed in his play calling. Now the, the lions game, he, he called a great game. His play calling was on point in the lions game, but I feel like, The team itself just doesn't look as prepared as they normally do. So I don't know how much we can tell week to week between each game. But honestly, like when it's football season, when you start talking about deep thoughts, like that's really all I think about is the Saints. Like it's it dominates my every waking minute. Like I'm just constantly thinking about the Saints and and what they're doing and and how they're going to win. That's just I don't know. It's not it's not I'm not happy about that. It's a character flaw for sure. I wish I didn't think about them so much and i uh, you know paid attention to people like my family my wife things like that you know they could probably use some of my attention but during football season like it's just the saints man that's that's all it is and and so when i start to get this this deep thought segment and you know maybe i'll be able to come up with some other things i mean i am uh i am in the middle of a job search right now that's not going very well so i could probably have some some deep uh deep thoughts about what's going on there but other than that it's the saints and uh, I hope the Saints can can kind of take me out of this uh, this funk that I'm in because uh, when they're in a funk, I'm in a funk, and it's just not going well for either one of us right now.
0: One thing worth watching is the Saints' offensive line is starting to get a little banged up. Whenever Ramchak went out, there was a clear difference in talent, mm-hmm. and the Saints couldn't do anything after he went out, and that's kind of scary to lose that right tackle. Um, especially with the things that the Saints do these, these if these defensive ends or linebackers are able to get the breeze quicker it's gonna blow up the line it's gonna it's gonna hurt his game it's gonna hurt Kamara's game one thing to keep an eye on I haven't while you were talking I was looking it up and there hasn't been any news it was a concussion it you know it's a Monday night game they have a week six bye. you know are they gonna keep him out for a couple weeks to get him healthy so you know I don't know what they're gonna do um, Saints were are getting bull-banged up. Jared Cook, Michael Thomas, Davenport, I don't think, played a game this season. Um, Lattimore was out. Tuttle was out. Jenkins was out. Andrews Pete is out. And Ryan Ramchick is out. The Saints are in the same boat as everybody else in the NFL. There's not an excuse. You know, you can always point at injuries, but Saints did a great job. Saints did a great job with, with their secondary. Um, Gardner Johnson did a great job stepping up. Patrick Robinson did a great job um, stepping up. I don't know. I'm in the same boat as you. I'm just. I need them to. I need them to play well.
1: Also, just to close it out, you know, who I'm sick of hearing about Justin Herbert. I'm sick. I, I'm, I'm sick of his name. I've been hearing his name today's Wednesday. I've been hearing his name for three days now. Justin Herbert. Like he's he's the next best thing. He's the greatest thing to come out the draft. He's the best quarterback we've seen in years. I, I don't see it. I'm not seeing it. Uh, maybe, maybe he's gonna come in Monday night and blow the roof off the Superdome. But I, I'm not. I, I'm sick of hearing of Justin Herbert. I don't want to hear about him anymore.
0: The only reason why he is starting is because the Chargers team doctor sucks and punctured the lung of their starting quarterback. So it's not like Justin Herbert is the. He won the job. He got it out of a technicality of a doctor piercing a lung. I mean. He's not. I don't think he's that great. I think he's had some favorable matchups. I think he's in a good system, but I think we need to tap the brakes on crowning him this great quarterback. Is he couldn't win the? He didn't win the job.
1: I went get my haircut yesterday, and my barber's like, "Man, the Saints are in trouble. They're playing Justin Herbert." I'm like, "Come on, man."
0: Who'd you go to Andre? By the way, shout out Troy. Go to Andre.
1: No, no, I don't go to Andre. Shout out Troy to barber.
0: Okay. Does he listen to the podcast? Shout
1: out Troy to barber. He, uh guaranteed 100 percent. he does not go he does not listen to the podcast back when i was doing radio we did like a two-week segment on me getting my haircut and who my barber was and all that stuff about because it was during quarantine and who i was gonna get my haircut and all that and we gave troy the barber like so much publicity and i was like hey man you heard me he's like oh dude i didn't even know you worked in radio i was like yeah that's great thanks Troy." no i don't go to andre I don't go to Andre. Uh, I, I used to work with Andre's brother, um, and I, I never I never went to Andre. But, I mean, he's one of the best barbers in Lafayette. So, um, you know, there's, no, there's, there's no, no doubting his skills. But, no, I've never gotten my haircut from Andre.
0: Well, I'm up here in Dallas. You're down there in Lafayette, Youngsville, Bar- Broussard area. Stay safe this week. And um, hope you don't blow away the the headquarters cannot sustain damage. It has to hold strong. So I hope that I hope that your family stays safe and everybody down in South Louisiana stays safe this week. It looks like it's going to be a hell of a storm.
1: Yeah, if there's a if there's a podcast next week, I made it. If there's not a podcast next week, I died. So uh, there's that.
0: Maybe I can get Ryan Dice to be the co-host with me.
1: You've been listening to UFFL The Podcast, now available on Apple and Spotify. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at UFFL Podcast.